2,478. Welcome to the Peach and Black Podcast, your central place to hear unofficial news and intelligent discussion on all things happening in the Prince world. Featuring the hosts, MC. He's going for gold. He's going on this track. The Captain. If anyone knows me, I love 80s classic rubbish pop. Player. It's kind of interesting where he was at that point in any, any time. OJ. The word I've got here circled is sap. It's just savvy. And other special guests. Oh, I love it. Hello, welcome back. To the Peach and Black podcast, we are back once again, and it's time. It's time to get real. It's time to get funky with our official 2010 review. Welcome everyone to the World Wide Web from left to right. Player, yep. Toe Jam, hello. And the Captain. My name is Captain. And this is the MC MC Slomo, your host. It's the Peach and Black podcast panel and we are back I've said it once I've said it twice I'm not going to say it a third time this should be a great show we've been um, we've had the album for a month now so we're going to get into all things good and funky about the new record from Prince entitled 2010 a lot of people have it now a lot of people have been listening to it all around the world so um, stay tuned and we're going to talk about that shortly but before we get into all that there are other developments happening within the Peach and Black universe. Um, let's start with our vote. Toe Jam, take it away. What are we doing at the moment? We're doing a vote, aren't we? That's right. We're doing a, um, a vote for our listeners, or for any Prince fans, to um, vote on what you think are his greatest songs. Now, it's a very loose term, greatest. It's, it's really up to the... Um, up to the voter to decide on what they determine to be their greatest. So whether you whether you have one song that you just think is better than anything, you can vote for that. If you've got a list of ten songs that you think are fantastic, you can vote for them. Basically, you can vote for as many songs as you like. But um, just bear in mind that we we really want you to consider uh, the term greatest. So what do you actually think is greatest song? Um, so again, we're looking for what you think, not what you think other people might think. Hmm. Um, so that's important and, and um, please vote for those obscure songs that you do like because eventually we'll have a list of every single Prince song and where it ranks so don't just vote for the ones that you think might have a chance of winning yeah and uh, it's all a bit of fun that's uh, right as most votes are you know or as any list is anyway but uh, it, it'll be interesting you know we, we've had a I mean we're getting a very good response yep. and the the interesting thing about this uh, like Tejo mentioned is that it's you guys. It's the the, the real Prince fans, um, from the hardcore fans, you know, the people that know his work really, really well. You know, the types of fans that have got every single album to the casual fans. I mean, everyone can have a go, and it's just going to be really, really interesting at the end of the day to see where each song ranks. And there are hundreds of songs. Yeah, it's it's amazing from A to Z. And so, what we plan to do is. Um do an episode in a couple of weeks or months and we're going to do list from the top 20 from 20 down to number one so it should be a fun episode and then we'll really get to know where purple and gold really fits in the grand scheme <laughs> <laughs> and wedding feast wedding feast will be there 
I wonder if it's in the top 200. That'd Wedding Feast is, is in one end of the spectrum, I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that's going to be interesting. Um, the link is on the Peach and Black podcast page on our Podbean yep. site. It's also the available. The link's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's on Facebook, it's on Prince.org, it's on Moquake. Um, it's on all the, all the major Prince um, fan sites and communities. Twitter. Obviously, um, Twitter. And also, if you, know, if, you, if you know people, any Prince fans that may not be as uh, into the, all the online stuff as a lot of us, please um, let them know. That'd be a big help. Because we know there's lots of fans out there that you know are big fans but aren't really online as much as uh, a lot of the augers and moquakers, etc. Yeah, and and um, just following on on that point, there, there are probably a lot of people that um, I guess a lot of people don't participate in these sorts of things. Sometimes you need to register. Sometimes the instructions are difficult, or it takes a long time. I mean, this is really really simple. Um, it was designed. It's just one page. You click on the link. All the songs are there. There's a couple of sentences that you need to read before you get started. You don't need to register. Just basically pick the songs that you think are, are the best of the bunch in that's in, it. Uh, in his discography, and that's it. Yep. And um, tick the box. Yeah, tick the box, and and uh, away we go. Tick 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 box. <laughs> a couple of little rules. No, I was going to say, eventually we'll find the greatest prince of ever be old. You've been wow. saving that. You've been saving <laughs> he's been He's been rehearsing that for days and yeah. days. <laughs> a million days. <clears throat> so a couple of rules as well. Um, obviously, you can only vote once. And um, the way the site works is that it takes a record of your IP address. So... Uh, that way, if you try and vote again, it won't let you. Um, so please take your time because I know I've had a lot of people contact me already saying, oh, I forgot to put this one, but too late. So too bad. You only vote once. Once you vote in, that's it. Um, also, we prefer it if you've heard a good majority of the songs. Now, it's not um, fair to expect everyone to know every single song, but as long as you're fairly familiar with most of his albums, that would be uh, encouraged. And also, um, just a reminder that we're voting on the released versions of songs. So no bootlegs, bootlegs and live versions. But we're just looking at the released versions because we just get into a whole lot of grey area if we start talking bootlegs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's not join repetition live 2002 in New That's York right. after show. It's join repetition on the Graffiti Bridge album. That's right. Original studio version. Oh, so. Tojan, there's one song you missed that I wanted to vote for, but I know why it's not on the list. It's What's from that? the Cream. Remix EP, do your dance KC's remix. Yeah, a lot of those. I know it's a remix, but it is different. But it still is a yeah. remix. So Did you say you wanted to vote for that, Captain? Absolutely. I, I, I misheard you. <laughs> Absolutely. But well, you had get some. You had get some solo on there. I had that because technically that has, like it says in the track, what's that got to do with cream? It's got nothing to do with cream. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> but there's a lot of tracks like the Get Off remixes and some of that where I was really tossing up, does that count as a Prince track or is it a remix? So mm. there's always going to be some grey area. So shoot me if you're, if you're not happy with the list, but I think I've done it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I, I, I'm still in disbelief that you think that um, Prince fans bootleg. I thought that was of course. not possible. I know. Oh, well, I there's, there's, all these, there's all those Michael Jackson fans that keep coming along with their bootlegs. Uh, yeah, they, they, always, they always spoil the party, don't they? They ruin it for everyone. Yeah, they do, eh? <laughs> Um, yeah, so the the greatest 
Prince songs ever. That's ever been called. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting, look, because we, we, you get so, uh, such a large cross-section of fans and of people. Um, and, um, you know, we're hoping for a good number here. So hopefully, and ideally, it'll give us an interesting perspective into what the fan community really thinks. Uh, I, I'm intrigued. I'm very, very intrigued to see how it'll go. And not only the top 20, but even the top 50 and the top 100. Um, yeah. How many songs are in the list? Uh, I haven't counted, actually, but it's at least, I don't know, 400, maybe less. Ooh. It looks like four or 500 songs. Quite a lot, yeah. Mm. That's just off the top of my head. I haven't counted. Well, I suppose, what, 30 albums with at least 10 tracks each? Yeah. you got at least mm. 300. Easy. Mm. Yeah, so should be interesting. So that's one thing that's happening. Um, but no, there's more. We don't stop right about there. Player. What, are we, what else are we doing? We're doing some sort of competition, the Peach and Black Comp. That's right. Um, we've never done this before, and we've had a lot of inquiries about the Peach and Black T-shirts that we have, and so, of course, we don't sell them, so we've decided to hold a competition. So what we've decided is um, we want our listeners and our fans to expose the Peach and Black podcast to as many people as possible and as creatively as possible. So we'd like you to take our neon logo or anything that says peach and black and display it in your part of the world for everyone to see and take a picture of it or video it and send it to us and the people or the person that uh, does the most creative exposure um, will get one of the peach and black t-shirts the first prize winner will also get a cheap fake CD which is Toe Jam's brand and we'll also do throw in a data disc of past peach and black episodes so there's about 30 episodes I think we've recorded so far. Or so, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah there, might even, there might even be an extra one on there, either a pre-release or a, or a bootleg episode, who knows? Outtakes. Peach and Black <laughs> outtakes. <laughs> Bootlegs. And um, depending on how successful this competition goes, we might do a runner-up of a T-shirt. So there's at least two prizes going. Um, there is terms and conditions. You must not break any rules or laws. Um, and I will put all the details up on our forums and just have a read of it. And if you want to have an enter, just send it to us. I'd say, I'd say the two biggest rules, don't do anything illegal yes. and don't, no Photoshop. No Has Photoshop. Don't do anything the Peach and Black podcast guys wouldn't do on a drunken night out on the town. Do not <laughs> do anything like that. <laughs> so that's that. We've got a comp, we've got a vote, we've got a show. It's got to get underway very, very shortly. Uh, but before it does, I just forgot to mention one last thing. How many days <laughs> has it been since Prince last toured Australia? That's what I want to know. That's what we want to know. 2,478 days. I hope I got that right. And if I didn't, it's around that number. That's it. Uh, that's just crazy to me. I mean, I don't, how many years is that? Well, just divide that by 365, seven? I guess. Six, seven. <laughs> Almost seven, yeah. That is a lot. That's, that's a lot of days. That's more days than we've been doing this show, that's for sure. That's and more it, days than Cora and Josh have been in the band. <laughs> <laughs> that's more days since... Oh, I'll stop it right there. Um, that's a long time. And, uh, yeah, we're just putting it out there. We're just... We're not trying to start any, any war. We're going to keep uh, not, that ticking as well. So. We're not trying to start any controversy yeah. or anything like that. We're just putting it out there. We'll keep reminding you how many days. Uh, we'll keep a tally 
that's what we're going to do here on this show. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that's that. And now that that's a wrap, let's go into the main deal. This is what this show is all about, album reviews and discussions. We're about to get into the 2010 review, the official Peach and Black Podcast 2010 review. Uh, we did a little show, um, uh, first impression show, about our you know, initial thoughts on the album when it first came out. It's been about a month now uh, since the album first came out in Europe. Um, and so we've had some good time to listen to it. Uh, let's get straight into it. Just before we go into our traditional track by track, has anyone got any general comments to make at all about the album listening experiences changed opinions um you know any recent news anything to do with the tour anything at all well without giving too much away i'll just say that my opinion has definitely changed for the better and for the worse oh interested oh my (laughs) we'll get into that shortly anyone else no lead singles there's no there's no um, US release. <laughs> there's no video. There's no... Yeah, there's nothing. It's been released and that's it. Sort mm. of dropped off the radar. So, wait and see what I happens. I thought about this, though. I thought about, you know, why he's not doing anything to promote the album. And that's because it's not for sale. Mm. There's no point promoting something you can't buy. Yet. That's right. He's got his money. He's, he, he, it's done. The deal's done. Well, that's also true, yeah. He's composed the music, he's recorded it, it's out there. He's, it's um, Hypothetically, it's reached a lot of people. There you go. Done deal. All right. I'll just say, I'd love to find out the percentage, like the uh, the magazine and newspapers that it was released through, how much more, episodes, how many how many more issues they sold, what percentage. Because I remember seeing something about the 2007 one, that it was something like, it increased its sales by like 25% on that day. Mm-hmm. And then, at the week it was fairly high so like you can see why newspapers and things would be interested in doing oh yeah it's, it makes a lot of hype and sells more magazines so they're happy mm. newspapers well I, I guess from a purely um, numerative point of view if you you know like Lotus Flower I think sold about 160 or 170,000 copies in its first week don't shoot me if I'm wrong here folks just taking a bit of a guess I mean the 2010 release in the UK only was like two and a half million. That's mm. not in the first week. That's in one day. Yeah. I mean, that is a huge release. Just to give you some perspective, uh, you know, and that's Lotus Flower. Th- those numbers from Lotus Flower would have been in the first week, and by the fifth, tenth, fifteenth week, that would have dropped off. Uh, I wonder if if Lotus Flower sold 2.5 million copies in the US alone. I doubt it. So. You know, there's an issue of financial reward, but there's also the issue of exposure, and I think that's what he's gone for here. Interesting. Anyway, let's get back let's to go. the I'm ready sounds. To I'm ready to let's go. get back to the sounds. All right, let's go into the album track by track. We'll start at track number one. It's entitled Compassion. Everyone's got their uh-huh. notes ready. Captain, oh, yeah. lead us off. This is probably, oh, it's a tie with the other song which I say is best song on this album wow it's great <laughs> but I can't find one thing I don't like about this song it's just great I don't have that much to say it's just great if you listen to it in in the background at 158 there's this great guitar little guitar couple notes listen to that you know it when you hear it it's got the lean drum in there 
and you got all the funky guitar comes in like the last minute and the horns and the, the hand claps and it's just great track um, it's so much better than nothing <laughs> okay that's it um, or I'll follow I'll follow you up by saying yes 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 and more yes I think it's a great opener it is a great track um, I wouldn't call it uh, I'm not saying you did but I wouldn't call this the best track on the album but it's definitely up there as well um, I wonder how often it's going to be mentioned by by other people who enjoy the album uh, but I will say this it's aside from being a great opener it it's to a degree a return to that classic 80s sound but it's been updated mm. as well you know it's got the the, the really um, fast paced or fast tempoed Lin, uh, Lin programming it's got some trump, trumpet and horn bursts uh, they're, they're used sparingly but to, to good effect there's a really fun vocal uh, or fun vocals in, in general both the lead line and the background vocals and the harmonies are really cool um, you know when, when we were when we were speaking about the song Cause and Effect uh, a while back, uh, I think uh, one of us mentioned, it might have even been me, that it kind of reminded me of, um, in parts of Play in the Sunshine, uh, it was like the Play in the Sunshine for 2010. I think I'm referring to the right song here. This is way, way closer to that um, to that description, I think. Um, you've got the synth bass, the filtered guitars... Uh, the vocal dubbing is impeccable, and it's just a very wide kind of um, soundstage, I guess you call it. It just sounds really wide to me. Horizontally, the, the music just kind of disperses. Every, every trumpet shout, every um, lindrum, every note on the guitar is really cool. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, what more can you have? Electro-pop beats, layered sounds, sonically it's really colourful, bright and funky. Uh, look, the arrangement, what else can I say? The arrangement's good, nice rhythm guitar playing, and specifically, actually, I'm just thinking, towards the end of the song, I love how the rhythm guitar comes up in the mix, and yeah. you can really hear that kind of jangly, there's a bit of reverb on it as well, and just the way that he plays that, those parts are just brilliant, I think. Um, and then the organ, the organ right at the end. It's got, this song has got everything that makes Prince music great. It's happy, it's funky. This is a solid track. Solid track. Anyone else? <laughs> Silence. <laughs> oh, well, uh, uh, my opinion hasn't changed that much from the impressions. I still think this is the most skippable track. Hmm. Oh, my um, goodness. Wow, I can't believe you. <laughs> I like. Don't get me wrong. I like most Prince songs, and I like this song too. I enjoy it when I hear it, but I just don't think it really works as an opener. To me, it just sounds a bit... Let's go. I know you're going to kill me for saying it, but it sounds a bit let's go crazy light to me. Like, I hear it and I yeah. like it, but I think, oh, it's, it's not let's go crazy, and that's kind of what, what he was going for. Mm. And um, I, I just, uh, the whole compassion, you know, like, I'm all for compassion too, but it, it just. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit new agey and green, isn't it? It, it is. It's like, I love cheese, cheesy lyrics and cheesy stuff, but this just goes a little bit too cheesy for me. Um, my favourite part is is the keyboards during the chorus that that sort of thing that mm-hmm. sort of sparkling around. Um, yeah, I love that bit. I love that bit. And um, and, and as generally throughout the whole album, I do like the, the three lady vocals. I think they add a bit to the um, you know they give it more of a, a fuller sound. I think than rather than just hearing Prince's Prince's voice doing it. Mm. Um, the nice guitar solos towards the end. 
Uh, yeah, but I, I still think this is possibly most skippable, if not second most skippable. Hmm. Um, but again, you know, it's surprising. Good. I like it. It's all right. <laughs> all right, player. Yeah, I'm kind of sitting oh, on the fence of, of this too. It's a it's a great opener. It recalls, yeah, for me too, let's go crazy or can't stop this feeling I've got. But for some reason, it, it kind of lacks the drive of those two previous songs. Like it's it's kind of doesn't quite get there. Um, but I really like the lyrics and the way the composition is formed and the Let's Pretend We're Married S beat. And I think what makes this song its own though in a 2010 sense is it has the hallmarks of the original Minneapolis sound, but it's got those new touches like the live horns and just gives it a bit of a new twist. But all in all, I think it's a good start to the album. Cool, cool. Uh, Let's get into track number two now. And uh, sorry for taking over this album review so early, guys, but I'm going to go into this track because it's my favorite song on the album. And it is, in fact, entitled Beginning Endlessly. This is... This is where the album really starts and ends, in a sense, Uh for me. It is just pure inspiration. This song is absolutely brilliant. It's quintessential Prince. It is thick. Those synths, as the minute they come in, I love it how they come in so early. It reminds me of the feeling that I got when I first heard the 1999 single. They're just wicked. The sense of wicked, um, it's like a space station just landed and then he goes off into all these different um, uh, tangents to to a degree. I mean, the song is pretty simple uh, on the surface, Uh, but then there's these little things, really a lot of little things in this track that I love. The Electra beat, beat again, is cool. Uh, The drum programming is awesome. But really what does it for me is the, 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 the progression of, of these sharp chords all the way through the song, pretty much all the way through it. Even, I mean, I've, I've, heard, this, I've heard this song so many times and every time I hear it, I still think to myself, where's he going with this? He's going, right, he's going up the scale, up, up. Where's he, where, when's it going to end? I've just got this element of, of discovery every time I hear this song. Um... It's awesome. The rhythm playing that comes in from about 3 minutes, 45 seconds in is just brilliant. It's funky as anything. Um, Again, the vocal work on this track, I think, is really, really cool. It reminds me in elements of 3121, some of the production on that, but I think it's better. It's hipper. To me, it sounds fresher and it sounds more inspired. And what the hell is is he singing about? Who knows? I still haven't completely figured it, figured it out, even though there are some some obvious lyrical references. There's, there are also some ambiguous ones, and I like the ambiguity of this song. Um, what else have I got? Uh, just from the top of my head, there's a really nice bass and key... Um, there's a nice section where they play a really nice um, succession of notes in tandem at about the three-minute eight mark. I'm not sure people... Uh, can can call it call that up from the top of their heads, but go listen to the album again. Three minute eight seconds on, uh, is an exquisite track. I love it. A- any other fans in the house? Hang on, MC. You were gonna. What did you say before the show? Before we started recording? What was that? You thought it was the When Doves Cry of 2010. Oh, that's right. Yeah, this is the When Doves Cry of 2010 for me. This really is. He's pushing the envelope 
in this track. I'm telling you right now, I, I was listening to a, a really good Branford Marsalis interview recently where he said, you know, a, a, a lot of a lot of the best music that, that comes out nowadays or, or anytime you hear it, it's not realized as great uh, because it hasn't had time. It's so, it's so far ahead of its time that you really need to listen to it years later to figure out how brilliant it was when it came out. And this is the song that does it for me. Oh. <laughs> it's really a great, great track. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Captain squirming in his seat. Let me see if I can go to someone else for a second. Toe Jam, <laughs> you're up next. I don't know if I'd go quite so far to say it's the When Doves Cry of Sierra, but I do think it's uh, one of the stronger tracks of recent years. It is. It's futuristic. It's funky. It it is. It sort of has this larger than life kind of feel to it. And um, I like the the mix of of the real bass and the keyboard bass. It's kind of this real bubbly underneath. I do. I love the synths as well. It sort of, like you said, it does have that sort of ninety ninety nine kind of feel about it. Uh, and I, yeah, I, I agree with most of what you say. I love the way that those chords just build up dramatically, building and building. And uh, I love the chicken grease guitar towards the end. And I, I, at first, I didn't like this part. I, I don't know if this is the same part you're talking about. But there's um like a little keyboard run. That bit. At first, I thought when I first heard that, I thought it was a bit cheesy and a bit of a gawky keyboard sound. But the more I listen to that bit, I really like it. The way it feels. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. And. Um, I completely changed my mind on that because, like I said, I thought it was a bit cheesy at first, but the more I listened to it, I really wait for that part. Wait, just the six, like you said, the succession of notes. That's uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it really is um, one of the highlights of the album. As you said, ambiguous. It's very princely in the, in the sense that it's talking about all these otherworldly themes, but then he throws in a good, you know, uh, second reference in there too. You think, ah, oh, Prince is back to normal, so <laughs> everything's good with the world. <laughs> uh, that's all I've got to say. I don't know if I'd quite so call it the Wind Ups, but um, certainly a great song. Oh, it might be a bit far-fetched, but anyway, I'm excited by the song. <laughs> I think it's really brilliant. Playoffs. Beginning endlessly, yeah. The synth line is what makes this song, um, and it seems to give the song a dark edge and a dark quality. And what I most like about is you know the collection of sounds in this particular track is a huge mix of some of the 80s 90s and 2000 era prince tracks i can he- hear a bit of everything in there and there's some really nice touches in in there like the timpani drums and the marching style snare drum and the rhythm guitar and it's definitely a highlight of the album it's awesome awesome track big fan of it yeah just thinking about those snares now that i think about it like i love the way prince just it's such a almost subconscious thing that he puts this little snare drum and it just gives it that sort of militaristic kind of feel. And it's so subconscious. Yeah. Yeah, it propels the track forward, doesn't it? It gives us a, m- a momentum. And it's very interesting listening to it, the effect on the listener. Like, he doesn't just think, oh, I'll put a snare drum here. It's like, it's there for a purpose kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uses it to great effect. Yeah. And last but not least, El Capitan. Oh, okay. First of all, I don't like the keyboards. I don't like the sa- I don't like the sound of the keyboards. I don't like the chords that are being played on the keyboards. Oh wow! And I, I, d- I don't like the-, the melody. I don't like the melody that's being played on top of that. Oh. I can hear the excitement in your voice, Captain. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Why don't you tell us how you really feel? <laughs> if, if you're talking the most skippable track, come on, here it is. Oh, um, <laughs> now you're just being <laughs> difficult. I mean, seriously, colonized mind and now beginning endlessly. You're having us on, aren't you? 
<laughs> I don't like the vocal delivery. I don't like the lyrics. I actually listen to them. Meh, don't care. I don't like the. There's this build up at uh, 3:33, st- straight rip off of when doves cry. I mean, come on. The one thing I don't mind is the drum beat is similar to uh, what's my name with the with the little snare things and stuff like that. Uh, Go listen to what's yeah. my name yeah. and then listen to this. It's pretty similar. I do like the. I think player said that you got the timpani drums. They're in this and they're in uh, another track as well. They're they're okay. There's the funky guitars near the end. They're okay. Um, I mentioned in the first impressions. There's only two seconds in this whole song that I actually really like, and <laughs> it is when Prince sings. You know the title beginning endlessly. It's at 4:54. That's the alley. That's the best thing in the whole track. Is that where it goes beginning um, endlessly? Exactly. Exactly. It's the only thing I like in the whole song. Wow. Um, and then I don't like the end either. The stupid end. No, you like the end, Captain. You like when it finally all finishes. I like when it's over, but I don't <laughs> like the end. <laughs> I don't like this song. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> just slightly. Just barely. Um, okay. Well, that was an interesting, uh, interesting discussion into that. Let's go into track number three. <laughs> which is uh, titled Future Soul Song. Um, Why don't we take this back to Captain and uh, check out his thoughts on this. Are you ready? Brace yourselves, everyone. It's a a ballad. It's a ballad. It's not going to come off well. Uh Uh-oh. What have I done here? I mean, out of this and the the walk in the sand and the sea of everything, this is the the better of the three. But, I mean, I've just got to listen to the chorus. Ooh-wee-ooh-ooh-sha-la-la-la-la. This is the future soul song. I mean, what happened to the the great lyric writer? We know we, that he, he can be. I mean, that's just pathetic. Ooh-wee-ooh-sha-la-la-la. <laughs> there are other lyrics this, of the song, Captain. That's just the chorus. He's just telling that's... you, this is the name of the song. This is future soul song. That's, I mean, what the hell is that? <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, it's not great it's not crap it's just it's okay it's got a nice little guitar sound at 231 like it's underwater or something that's cool that's one little thing it's all right and there's um there's some good background some guitar in the background starts at 321 and goes into the the chorus and there's a really good high note at 334 (laughs) but apart from some yeah some guitars in the background this is just next next track okay Ooh wee um, ooh, sha la la li la. <laughs> this is the name of the song. F- funny when you sing it, it's, it sounds completely different to the recorded version. But anyway, oh, oh, <laughs> Toe Jam. Oh, pitch, pitch, pitch perfect. Toe Jam, take it from there. Uh, I think this is an amazing track. An amazing track. Uh, it's, it is quite similar to um, The Beautiful Ones and all those classic scandalous and all these classic Prince ballads. But uh, I think I mentioned this in the impressions that I just like the sentiment of it I like, like the metaphor it comes across really well and again I think we've all had that dream where you know we're, we're flying it's a pretty cool experience and he, he does capture that really well and I really like the I like the oh, beautiful melody beautiful melody yeah man I, I don't know I like the the way it builds it's 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 almost it's kind of cliche for Prince because he's done this thing so many times where like I I kind of feel like oh have I heard this one too many times? But it is amazing. Uh, I'm still kind of torn about it, but I do think it's one of his strongest tracks. 
Possibly ever, but then it, like, I can't uh, say uh, it. Well, <laughs> better. I'm just uh, having a heart attack here. <laughs> oh my God. This is the future heart attack of Captain. <laughs> like, I, I'm not going to say it's it's better than all those classic ones, but it's just another one to the list. Um, yeah. Uh, there's one kind of gawky lyric towards somewhere towards the end. I forget how it goes, but um, it kind of brings up some... Me uh, and my Lord? No, no. It's kind of bringing up, you know, bringing real life to it, whereas, it, you know, I'd rather sort of stay in the dream kind of thing. Mm. Get the lyric. I wish I had it in my head. But yeah, really fantastic track. Beautiful vocals, beautiful guitar solo at the end. Really, like, and really simple too. I like the way it's simple. It's not this big flamboyant solo. It just sticks to the melody. Lots of reverb on it. Really big. Opens it every opens everything up. Yeah, really, uh, quite an amazing track. I okay. can't compare okay. <laughs> the older tracks. I mean, if you're talking about like Adore and the beautiful ones, this doesn't touch them. It's nowhere near. Wow. Well, <laughs> I mean, maybe we need to wait 20 years before we can truly compare them, but... I don't want to wait 20 years oh. to compare anything. Maybe, like, a few. <laughs> oh. Oh. No. Player, what are your thoughts? <laughs> uh, dare I say it's the door of the decade. Maybe Captain <laughs> might agree with you. <laughs> wow. Uh, there's not too much to say because it's a track that speaks for itself. It stands up on its own. It's It's one of his stronger ballads and it's very well written it's very well thought out and it's really well executed I mean that's all I can say about it because that's it it's just it's it's a really really nice track and yeah it's especially like if, if you're comparing to some of the ballads on Minneapolis Sound or MPLS Sound oh, uh, by like, far yeah. yeah this is this is yeah even ranks, it beats, um, ranks higher it beats the ballads on Lotus Flower uh, Beats what's before that? Probably beats most of the ballads on planet Earth. Yeah, uh, except for somewhere here on Earth. Uh, that's probably the yeah. Close it's pretty there. close, yeah, yeah. But yeah Actually, this, is, player, this is where it's at. Players saying that this is a door of the door of this decade. I mean, considering it's the closest um, we're going to get anyway. So let's considering let's that considering the ballads that he's put out in in, in this last decade, it, it probably is up there. Mm. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> take on that. They haven't been that great. In, oh, are you talking about the decade that started this year or the last 10 years? Because <laughs> <laughs> if you're talking the decade that started eight months ago, then sure, I'll agree with you. <laughs> it's, okay, let's put it this way. It's his greatest ballad since June this year, okay? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. All right, there you go. <laughs> okay. I, I've just got one word for this song, and... Uh, Usually it takes me a while to get into into um, music in general. Uh, you know, unless it's disposable pop, I find that I tend to listen to things at least two or three times before I start kind of really digesting them. This was classic on first listen. Very, very strange. I wasn't faking the, the feeling here at all. It really hit me. And uh, I agree with Player and Tojum on this, more so than Captain. Um, only because... I mean, what's not to absolutely adore, pardon the pun, the... about about this song? I mean, just the sounds. The, the Lin, uh, okay, it's not completely original, but then again, it's, I mean, it's his sound. Mm. <laughs> he's created it. Um, and the fact that he's bringing it up again uh, years later... Uh, doesn't negate the fact that everything around the, the, the drum programming in this track is absolutely 
beautiful. It's lush. The, the guitar effects are brilliant. Programming, brilliant. The, 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 specifically going back to the Lin again, it just sounds so warm. It doesn't sound cold and mechanical and and kind of sterilized. It's a really warm Lin sound and it's nicely supported by um, the synths and, and some of the synth bass. Uh, and again, the, 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 pedal, the pedals and the, the, specifically the guitar effects that he's using on this song. Really, really nice dreamlike effect. And speaking of dreamlike effects, those harps or harp samples probably invoke that dreamlike effect to, to a greater degree. I think it's a bri- absolutely brilliant addition to this song. And they're so good that they add so much. But if you're really not listening for them, it just seems like it's, it's seamless. It's yeah. part of the song. And then when you listen to it again, any, anyone listening to, to, to us at home, put it on again and, and you'll find that there are four, five, six times where those harps, uh, that harp sound comes into effect. Uh, the layering, exquisite. I mean, this guy, I'm speechless. There are no words for, for the, the arrangement and the layering of every sound in this song is just, is just great. And the vocal delivery. I mean... Not only are we talking about, well, some of us are anyway, putting this song in, in some of his all-time classic ballads, but it's sung in his lower register. Mm. Uh, quite a rare moment indeed uh, when you compare it to, to, his, uh, to his body of work. And what it does is it creates an effect that isn't heard in, in most Prince ballads. You know, we were talking about comparing it to the beautiful ones, Door, Scandalous, etc., etc., those are all sung in the falsetto in the high register this isn't and it creates a different effect you know that the um ooh we you sha la 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 part reminds me very very much of Smokey Robinson and the Miracles or someone um around that era and within that time frame and uh he does it brilliantly I mean this this is a new classic I would love to hear this live and um it's very Man. angelic that part, isn't it? The Uwiu part, and, and the way he's got the girls doing it as well. It's almost like these angels are floating around singing that part. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's a great compliment to his voice. Uh, I can't remember who said it, but they about well, we're talking about the first song. We're talking about the um, the background vocals complimenting his voice and really giving it a, a bit more oomph. The, they really compliment him on this as well, and and give it a different sound to, for example, something like Somewhere Here on Earth, where it's just him. It's just his uh, his voice alone, even though he's dubbing all over it, overdubbing um, and mixing his, his vocals in left, right, and center. This this is really unique. Uh, I could talk about this song for a long time, but I won't. The last uh. thing I, w- I will say uh, before Captain falls asleep is <laughs> that from four minutes and eight seconds onwards is pure sonic bliss. And I'm talking about the part just before the guitar makes its final entrance with the oh man you are kidding me talk about perfect timing in a pop song without peer this man is without peer unbelievable song then there's that other part and this is the last thing I'll say on this um, with some (laughs) with some really nice um, echo effect on on the line what does he say he says uh I hear sounds, I hear sounds, I hear whispers, whisp, and this is, it's so lush, it's so awesome, I love this, that part of that song, and I love this song. Okay, track number four. 
the glue song. Sticky. We're up to we're up to the clag song. <laughs> sticky, sticky, sticky like glue. Captain, Ooh, take sticky, it away. Sticky. <laughs> take this away. This this song is oh, it's a pretty tight track. Everything fits into the the groove, but the bit I really like is the the bridge bit. Um, it starts at. 59 seconds uh, and, and like I've said a lot before I'm not that much into lyrics but the, the vocals they're just like a, another instrument and what the words say it's mostly irrelevant to me but and when I think about that this is this is a pretty boring track I mean just the music it's pretty boring oh, it's I mean it's a wow. it's, it's a tight okay. groove it's a tight groove all the way through but nothing happens it's just the same um, I don't mind the rap. I like his rap. I like Tony M. It's all good. I like his little rap. Um, and I like the breakdown, but that's about as funky as this track gets. It does get a bit interesting at 325 I've got here. That that got my attention where he's saying, I can't see myself, myself. And I, 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 I. Don't you think I'm when I ain't? Or whatever he says. And uh, it's all about the rhythm. That's okay. It's not great. That's all. Okay, okay. Player. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like if you want to talk about hot summer, this is what you call a summer jam. This is the type of track you blast from your car while you're driving down to the beach. It just has that vibe attached to it. It's smooth grooves is what I've got down here. And after all these years of giving us the funk he gives us this and it's different and fresh coming from Prince um, I love the way the delivery of the lyrics match the groove and as far as the rap's concerned I'm with Captain I don't mind it because it's a Prince rap like I'm not expecting anything Jay-Z or Nas hmm. from Prince hmm. and if you look at it that way it's much easier to digest at least for me it is um, for me it's the, the highlight of this album um, did you just say this is the highlight of this album? The rap yeah. is the highlight. No, 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 no the whole song. The whole song. <laughs> okay. Still, this is the highlight of this whole album to you. That's one of the highlights, yeah. Okay, okay. But um, also, too, when I'm listening to the song, like, I can envision, like, some remix with, like, Snoop Dogg for some reason. And I think it's because, you know, on um, Dr. Dre's song, Still Dre with Snoop, he goes, mm. sticky icky, like that. <laughs> and it kind of, kind of reminds me of like sticky like glue. It just gives me that, and I'm just thinking, oh yeah, that that'd work as a remix. But yeah. I wonder what the odds are to have Snoop on the remix of this uh, single. <laughs> <laughs> Snoop is such a guest bitch these days. He'll appear on anyone's track. So yeah, but will Prince have him? Nah. Well, um, nah. Snoop Dogg did the times cool. Yeah. So surely yeah. he would have had he would have had to get Prince's permission to do that. I'm guessing. You know what, though? One rapper that he's had before and he might have on something like this could be Q-Tip. I don't know that Q-Tip's flow would suit this perfectly, but at least we know he's in with Prince. Mm. Well, I'll leave that there. Q-Tip's in the country this week. We'll have to <laughs> go and ask him. <laughs> anyway, next. Okay, Toe Jam. Uh, I think this is probably my favourite song on the album. I think it's <sighs> awesome. Wow. Yeah. Oh, what? You're kidding me? Oh, I'm surprised by you guys. <laughs> So I really am. I'm, I'm with you, Toe Jam. So I don't really don't it. understand. But anyway, this is the, the groove. This song. This is um, uh, wonderful ass. Am I allowed to say that? Bootleg. Uh, this is yeah. This is ass. that song of this generation. Oh no way! Nowhere near. Sorry. Well, 
I don't know. It's pretty close. It's pretty close. Um, I also hear a bit of jukebox with a heartbeat in there, which I think that song kind of seemed a bit unfinished to me. This kind of seems like a much more completed version of that kind of groove. Uh, it's just there's mm. so much interlocking here, and I love yeah. the interplay between all the keyboards and the guitar. They're all these little bits that kind of meld into again you can't tell whether it's improvised and then played along with a second time through and awesome stuff and that i love that the, the melody how it's so stop start you know dun, dun, da, 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 you know slow and fast at the same time and um i love that just that rolling bass you know this grumble just pops up uh and i really love towards the end where the, the girls in the back again whoa, whoa, whoa just you know taking it to it to another level uh, and just kick ass this song kick ass uh, easily the more I think about it easily my favourite uh, song on the album hmm. uh, yeah it's just so tight everything's just so tight uh, when I hear it I just I can't stop my head from bobbing so funky I'm going to have to listen to it so I'll pass it on to whoever's next well uh, I think I'm last on this um... and you're going to slam it <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna slam it. I, I'm not gonna slam it because I it's not a bad song. Um, I, I don't think it's as exceptional as Player and definitely Toe Jam. Uh, seem to think. To me, when I first heard this on the album a few times, I was almost ready to hit the skip button. What? <laughs> Literally. Wow. I was like, this does nothing. It's it's I too. I can skip cl- this song. It's uh, like I can skip this song on this album, and I won't feel I wouldn't feel bad about it. I, like I'll, I'll feel no. like I missed absolutely nothing. Wow. Yeah. Because it really doesn't go many places. I think Captain might have said something like that. I can't believe I'm agreeing with Captain on something <laughs> in this show. In, in this show, um, I know <laughs> that sounded bad. We agree. We 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 agree on stuff on you know in other on other albums, but on this album, I was like going head for you know. Um, I was like me and Captain, me versus Captain, but yeah, it's just not very memorable. I, I can't remember it right now. I can remember the sticky like blue and the dun, dun, just because that, that's the end of the song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe, but look, I, I'm not bagging this song by any means. Uh, it has become higher and higher on my rotation on my playlist uh, as the days and weeks have gone past. I have to admit, this is the sleeper track on the album for me. If some of you guys are saying this is the standout track, to me, this is the sleeper. Because the more I listen to it, the more I tend to enjoy it. And again, I'm not one for forcing music. Um, I will never force my way into liking or disliking anything. But this one has, it's starting to pick up. I'm really starting to groove to it. Huh? Keep listening. Yeah, well, I agree with you guys about how tight it is and how funky it is. Uh, it really does, you know, the, the the drum programming, the beats interlock with with the keyboards and um, the 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 um the really nicely recorded rhythm guitars, really cool. Um, but it just it doesn't kill me, it doesn't floor me this song, and I really think it could. And as for the comparison to Wonderful Ass, Wonderful Ass wipes the floor with this song. <laughs> That's all I have to say about the comparison between those two. I mean, this is like the, this is like the the Goody Two Shoes version of Wonderful Ass, and in 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 definitely in lyrically it is obviously, but musically the the guitar solo at the end of Wonderful Ass alone 
absolutely demolishes this whole track in its entirety. <laughs> uh, I'll just say it's one of the closest things to that sound that he's he's done in a long time. Like this, this has more a Minneapolis feel to it than all of Minneapolis sound. For me. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Like, the, the, there are plenty of interesting things about it. Uh, definitely. Look, I think that, that this song live would be far more interesting than it is on record. I think they could really tear, tear up the stage with it. It's got a really interesting verse structure, um, which we've already alluded to. And, you know, it's just it's just funky. But it, it ha- definitely hasn't blown my mind wide open, as Captain says. It hasn't you know, blown my head off or anything. But, you know, it's a good, solid track, and maybe the more I listen to it, we'll see. It just um, stick with it. <laughs> okay. Can I just, I'll add one more thing, that the little, uh, I don't know what you call it, a little bit towards the end of each, uh, end of each section, bump, 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 is almost straight out of Black Sweat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I noticed that. Straight from Black Sweat. Actually, I'll add one more thing here. The, um, Again, something that Captain referred to. Towards probably three quarters through Sticky Like Glue, there's a part where he says, um, where, where he, he, he kind of has a call and response with himself. And he goes, myself, myself. It just sounds yeah. funny. It sounds like something out of Movie Star. And there I can see the parallels with, with some of that really funny, funny style um, uh, Prince, uh, Prince song. So yeah, it, look, it's a solid track. Uh, I'll definitely start listening to it more and more. Okay, let's go into track number five, halfway through the album. Technically, Act of God. Oh, act, oh Lord. Act of God. <laughs> and we're at the best song of the album. Uh, all right, Captain. <laughs> Still. No, hold on. Oh, hold yeah. On. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Is it, is it, are we, are we letting Captain take the floor with this or does someone want to butt in <laughs> rudely? No, no we've got to go. Right, he's got it, he's got it. Take it, take it off. Take it away, Captain. This is just the, the funkiest song on this album. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's all we got to say. Next. Are you done? That's it. No, you got to have uh, something more for, than that. No, it's just got this the funky groove right from the start. The rhythm of the vocals, it's just spot on. I love Compassion, but this is this just beats it, I think. Coming in at 50 seconds exactly into the song, you've got, I love the, the bridge bit with the Freedom Ain't Free lock you in a cell if you try to be you got this funky ass guitar just all over the place um i love the backing vocals come in at 137 but the probably the best bit in this song is at 225 the groove it's just funk on a stick and live this track is just gonna kick your ass and blow your head off i can't believe he didn't play a full version of this in this summer tour he just did it would have been great I like this weird little sound effect that opens and closes the track. It's this... And yeah, that's it's, um, cool. That's cool. It's at eight seconds, and then it's at the end again at 3.04. Mm. But the weirdest thing in this song, go and listen to this song, from 2.58 to 3.03, there's this weird orchestral sound in the background, and I don't know what the hell it is. Mm. It's just... It's not meant to be there. I haven't heard it. I didn't hear it. I was just heard it today. And I've heard listened to the song probably 50 times now. <laughs> and I just heard it today. And I'm like, I kept playing it back. I'm like, what is it? It's just a weird thing. Best song on the album. There you go. <laughs> Even with the weird orchestral thing. Echo. Even with the weird echo. Yep. Okay. I'll take this off your hands very quickly and just say that at first... 
This was my least, one of my least liked songs. I thought this was preachy to the max. I bet you only if you listen to the words. So, <laughs> 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 so I've got a nasty habit of doing that, as some people know. Oh, yeah. um, so anyway, so it's it's really preachy. Well, I thought it was really preachy. I've edited my opinion slightly. I don't think it's as preachy as I first thought it was, and I thought it was kind of intensely preachy at first. But now I've got a different kind of opinion on it. Uh, it seems to be, it seems to be more uh, descriptive than prescriptive. I guess is probably the best <laughs> way I can put it. Um, the, the the lyrics are more. It, they're kind of like questions. It's it's the inquisitive nature of Prince, the songwriter, but firmly backed by his own beliefs. But he leaves it open enough. So, you know what? I'm not. I don't have such a huge issue with the lyrics. However, just on the lyrics, the most interesting line to me there, other than um, the one about you know uh, being free and they'll, they'll lock you up if you try to be, which is actually a really cool hook. Um, mm. The line about funny how nobody's holy books are the same everybody's god got a different name i find that the most one of the most intriguing lines in this album lyrically i don't know how you guys feel about those lines but to me they speak volumes um for someone who's obviously uh, a firm believer in 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 his religion and his faith etc to write those words in that in the context of this song funny how nobody's holy books are the same but by by writing those those words and writing that sentence, uh, he's basically raising an issue, and he's saying, "Isn't it funny how all the different religious scriptures um, are different?" And then he follows that through by saying, "Everybody's God has got a different name," so it's funny to him. And in a sense, it can be argued, or it can be the question is, what does he really mean? And we'll leave that for another day and for maybe an offline discussion. But um, I find it intriguing. I find it intriguing that he's raising the themes of holy books and the name of of God. And it's kind of open-ended. I don't know if you guys um, have anything interesting to say about that just before I go to everyone else. Or is it just me that that picked that up? Uh, I I agree with you that he does a good job of, because we all know uh, his opinion, well, Mm. from what he claims he is. Uh, So it's good that he leaves it open. Uh, and that he doesn't ram it down your throat. Uh, I agree with that. Mm. Yeah, I, I just found that interesting. Um, and and it, there's no conclusion to the song, really. It's more like a statement. It's kind of like a statement song. The only other thing um, that I like in it is it it reminds me... I don't know why it reminds me of Willing and Able, because there's really... <laughs> they don't mm-hmm. have much in common. Uh, but I guess it's the background vocals and the kind of gospel-esque... Dove God kind of I don't know what it is it, there's a gospel influence mm-hmm. there it's the backing vocals and and uh, the rhythm guitar is cool and the kind of what Captain mentioned I'll close with this there's descending airy keyboards uh, right at the beginning and right at the end are just filthy funky really really cool um, mm-hmm. I don't know where he gets that stuff from anyway player what do you think about Act of God mm, well my, cha- my, my opinion hasn't really changed since the Impressions episode. The, the music and the groove of the song is nice, but the one thing that I'm not completely sold on with this song is the song itself. Sim- like, my understanding of Act of God has always been, like, 
events outside of human control, such as a flood or a natural disaster, for which no one can be held responsible for. But then you look at the lyrics and sure, it talks about unfortunate events, but all the analogies and examples that are used in the verses are man-made. And like as much as I want to like this song, I just can't seem to connect with it because it doesn't make any sense to me. I agree with you there for the most part. Yeah, I and think that's what he's saying, though. I think that's what he's saying. Exactly. All what? these man-made things are an act of God. They're not. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Who, no, but hang on, who's labelling those events an act of God? I've never exactly. heard of that. Everyone. Who? Everyone. No, I've never heard of that. No, I've never heard of that. News, oh, no, never. Never. I think it's I've... for a case of people, like, not being happy, you know, like when, you know, like someone rich kind of looking down on someone who's poor and think, oh, well, it's their own fault. You know, because they haven't worked when it actually, you know, a lot of circumstance as well. That's how I take it. Yeah, I'm with player on this in that I, I, I was going to say rarely, but I have never heard anyone in the media or anyone else no. um, refer to anything like uh, any disaster or any catastrophe as an act of God, especially something like the financial crisis or a tax. Yes. I mean, that's a, that's yeah. really odd. So, there's, an, there's a few, there's always some wackos out there thing. Yeah, but I, 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 I'm kind of the, of the opinion that sometimes the best response to, to a whack opinion is is no response at all you know you kind of you invalidate it by not even talking about it <laughs> but anyway mm-hmm. sorry it's, keep going player yeah it just it just does make sense to me and because of that as I listen to the song I start to get irritated and I'm usually at the point where I'm starting to reach for the skip button because it just it just plays on my mind it starts bothering me but it's, sh- it's short enough just let it go and <laughs> go straight into track number six yeah. I think the only way it can be salvaged or it's saving grace for me if it's turned out live with a real heavy sound if you can make it really uh, you know heavy and, and all that I might change my mind on it but it's just the yeah the lyrics gets me so before we go into Toe Jam I just thought of another line where he, where he talks about um, uh, give me a million dollars I get or give a million dollars for people hear me people hear me sing um, the bank wants the half of everything or something like that I just thought isn't that a revealing line I mean he's basically said that he gets at least a million for a <laughs> for a show or for a gig or for a festival or something mm. it's just again it's interesting to me for someone who used to talk about um, completely different things is now self-referencing his own financial uh, hmm. situation yeah yeah, from, but it's probably a, it's a lot easier just to sing a million than it is to say seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, well, the lyrics, the, <laughs> the, the 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 lyric anomalies just keep on coming, and there's a there's a few <laughs> real bad ones coming up on this album. Anyway, Toe Jam, what see, do you think? That's that's what Sorry. makes it laughable. It's like you know the bank says, "Oh, we want half," and Prince goes, "Well, why is that?" And we say, and the bank say to him, "Well, God said so." That doesn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's nonsensical. Toe Jam, what do you think about this track? Uh, you know, I kind of think this is the sleeper on the album. Uh, it's certainly nowhere near my favourite. Uh, but it is one of the songs that when it does come on, and I, I like the way that it, it, it is kind of short, and uh, I think if it was a little bit longer, you would kind of tire of it. But uh, the more I listen to it, the more I'm actually enjoying it a lot more. I kind of, I can really hear what Captain's saying with that driving groove. It, it's very like like a fast version of everyday people, like that dun dun dun, you know, that Larry Graham kind of thing, just driving that all the way through. Uh, and again, I said this, that the, I don't find the lyrics particularly prescriptive, which is good. Descriptive? Uh, prescriptive. Ah. As I mean, MC Dirty said. Fat Banker's pretty descriptive. 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But he's not he's not ramming it down your throat. And yeah. the tax line the first time I heard the tax line I thought, Oh come on, you know, you're making a million dollars, don't complain about having to but then he says like, you know, they use that money to, to build bombs and things. I'm like, well yeah, that, that's kind of a fair point. But it makes me wonder whether he'd still have the same gripe if they stopped doing uh, but yeah, I think this is the sleeper on the album for me, and the more I listen to it, it's growing, but it's certainly not my favourite song. It kind of comes and goes pretty quickly, which is which is alright, I suppose. This is a song I want to hear for at least eight minutes at an after show. <laughs> just it's, you just stretch out this groove and just, just funk the hell out of it. With I'll a choir. It's kind of industrial yeah, as well. It, it's almost... Uh, it's similar to Hello, in, it sort of has this industrial driving thing behind it. Yeah, mm, yeah. that's an interesting reference. Mm. But certainly not, a, not, not even close to Hello. But <laughs> <laughs> I'd throw that out there. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even close to Hello. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's go into track number six, Laveau. Or, uh, it could be rhymed with Montreux. That might be the inspiration for this song, who knows? Uh, let's oh, take who it knows? to uh, <laughs> let's not me certainly not me. Let's take it to a toe jam. Let's go counterclockwise this time. What do you think of Laveau the song? Yeah, really fresh track, really fresh. And uh, again, I like the way that this one's really short. I remember being disappointed the first few times, thinking, oh, it's just too early. But I don't know. The more I listen to it, I like the way it's just, it's this little short, sweet little song in the middle of the album. Uh, to me, I think this song is is very similar to 1999, and I'll explain why. From memory, I haven't checked, but I think it's in the same key. It's also got on beat three, that sustained chord, that uh, dun, 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 on right there, which is on 1999, mm. it's dun, 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 same. And uh, a lot of his guitar licks sound to me like the way he plays, 90, like similar licks to mm. plays live yep. when he plays yeah, 1999. Similar. Uh, and then you've also got, obviously, the Lindrum and this, you know, this sort of happy uh, big major sound to the song. So I can kind of see how this song has kind of evolved from the live version of 1999. And I could be completely wrong, but that's just how I hear it. Uh, yeah, I really like this song. Uh, really nice sentiment. You know, it's just to him, it's like this little place that he, he longs to go for, longs to go to. Uh, the, assemb- the lyric about the assembly in New York. At, at, you know, at first I thought it was talking about um, Jehovah's Witnesses assemblies, which it probably is. But then I was also thinking it could also be talking about uh, United Nations because they have the big assembly you know, at, at, in mm. New York so that could also be that as well so but then what, what what's the only thing that suffers what's that the word uh, uh, not only is it corny but isn't that kind of is, isn't that line strange to you guys like he's talking about potentially he's talking about war and destruction and havoc and the only thing that suffers is God's word it's like what are you completely not empathetic to <laughs> To, to people losing their lives? It doesn't make sense. Am I the only one reading this wrong? Am I, am I too harsh on the lyrics? Am I, is, is there some secret that I'm missing? Well, I mean, come on, he, you know, he wrote a whole song a couple of years ago called The Word. So we all know what he's talking about. And yeah. I've said this I, a million times, but it doesn't bother me. I don't have a problem. You know, no, well, I wasn't talking about whether, someone, whether you guys are bothered by it or not, but I see it as, as, as odd, to say the least, when you know, you're talking about human issues and, and um, issues to which I think we should all be empathetic towards, but then all of a sudden you put the word on a pedestal. It's like, I don't know. It, it, seems, it seems out of sync with, with the human experience to me, slightly. So, and to me, that's why oh. I don't rate this song very highly. But anyway, sorry. I think we off. all can guess Prince is pretty removed from the human experience. 
with the life that he lives. <laughs> We've got to open the show Compared to the life that, that we live. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, um, I'll stick to what I said last time, and that is it reminds me also of Life Can Be So Nice in that it's this big, rolling, happy kind of party song. Uh, and I love the bit at the end. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. That's from something else too. Maybe that is. Maybe it is Life Can Be So Nice. Anyway, great track. Player, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I co-sign that. It's a great track. Um, for me, it's, it's escapism. Um, the groove is super funky. The lyrics are well-written to a degree. I agree with you about all the word and all that. Um, the instrumentation is fantastic. Um, it's another highlight for me on this album that fits into that summer jam vein. So, I like it. short, it's sweet. It goes through the album. It's really cool. Okay. Captain, are you feeling this? Uh, not as much as Act of God, but it's it's pretty good. It's got a great start, and uh, Toe Jam said it sounds like it's straight off the 1999 album. It's got all the, it's got the same guitar sounds. It's got the Lin drum all over the place, all the synth, uh, and as well in this song and the last song, he's going on about the price of freedom is anything but free. In the song before that, Freedom Ain't Free. <laughs> uh, is that a theme running through these songs? It sounds to be. That's been a theme of his since, say, 1993, 94? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but again, I'm not into the lyrics, but I noticed that. So that's something for my brain. That's good stuff. <laughs> um, there's this funky guitar fill at 118. Oh, and there's this really deep voice backing vocal at 133 listen to that that's good for you and um i'm sure he says revolution time has come today and not evolution i listened to it about 20 times today it's revolution i'm sure yeah what what are you insinuating he said revolution so (laughs) (laughs) so what but then straight after he says that he does this really funky guitar fill and it sounds (laughs) Straight from the revolution days. That's what I'm saying. Uncanny, isn't it? He's saying, oh, look, I said the word revolution, and then I played something that sounded like a revolution sound. That's what he said. <laughs> Beats uh, me. <laughs> uh, that's all. Okay, I've got not much to add. The interplay between the funky guitar and the keyboard kind of pad sounds or whatever you want to call them, that's pretty nice. Nice rolling... Uh, bass sounds. In fact, the the, the one note bass line really nice. Dun, 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 dun. Really cool. Really simple. Very effective. Uh, yeah, this is a cool song. I like the title because I have, have quite a big fondness for Montreux. Lavo's near Montreux. Lavo's near Montreux. So I I like it just for the very simple fact <laughs> that it's within close proximity uh, and could have been inspired by the time. Uh, of those uh, Montreux Jazz Festival concerts. That's about it. Uh, let's move on to track number seven, Walk in Sand. Player, what do you think of this? Mm, I think I mentioned this in the Impressions episode that this is a strong song, but it seems a bit out of place on this album because it's the acoustic track amongst the electronic stylings of the remainder of the album. So I'm not a hater of the song. Um, as a standalone, it's very good, but on this CD, it just throws the pacing for me a bit out of throws it out a bit um if I could add anything into this song I'd add some Claire Fisher strings just to give it some body because I just think it's just missing a a bit of that um but that's about it if you 
if you threw that in there, I'd be... I think it'd just make it a bit more um, beefier. Okay. Captain, what happens oh. to you when you listen to this? Oh, well, I'm bored to death in the first five <laughs> seconds. And then? As soon as I hear that little tinkle, tinkle piano, I'm like, oh, skip. <laughs> <laughs> See, the, the, the ironic thing here is if you press skip, you you might even be worse off than where you started. Oh, from. I, I press it twice then. <laughs> Always twice. Um, no, the first, t- like, five seconds, ten seconds, I'm like, oh, this is just, I don't want to listen to this. It's just so boring. I mean, the chorus, something, something, walk in the sand, that's the only bit that sticks in my head in the whole song mm. and that's only for like a few minutes after I've heard it and it's gone but I've, I've got nothing to say about this song it's just there's, it's a walk there's in just the nothing park. it's a walk in the park <laughs> there's nothing there hmm. he, he, he did this he could do this song in his sleep it's it's not oh, a man. great song <laughs> i got nothing to say about this song okay or just before we go into Toe Jam, I'll just say that, and I please, guys, I hope I'm not sounding blasphemous here. Um, and no, that's not a religious reference. But this song, if sung by and rearranged by one particular person comes to mind, would could be a whole lot better than it is, I think. And I'm Are thinking, you talking about Miley Cyrus? No. <laughs> <laughs> Captain, I would never doing even doing, think about Miley doing Cyrus. A duet with, doing a duet with Billy Ray. Let alone talk I, I, about. I can it. only wish. I can only hope no, that day comes. Man, I've been bumping. I've been bumping an album that came out last year by a fairly well-known R&B artist, uh, male vocalist, and he. I reckon. He, you put his voice and his delivery and his interpretation and his arrangement on this and I... It's Justin Bieber. It's Justin Bieber, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Please, please. Captain, cold, cold. Luke, cold. (laughs) You're very far away. Um, Maxwell. I said it. There there you go. I've, I've made the claim. Man, I reckon send this to Maxwell... Give him a few days, get his interpretation, get him to rearrange it, get him to put his really powerful vocals on there. This song could blow up. Man, Walking Sam with you. Oh, you can just hear it. It's just Maxwell's got such an amazing voice, I think, in, in general. He could tear this song up. To me, Prince's delivery is just weak. And, and weak, wait, now, weak now, now, wait, let me just, before I put my foot in it, if I haven't already, I, I, I kind of I kind of got my, my words tied there his delivery is not weak on the whole but his voice just sounds a bit distant at the beginning and it never quite recovers as good as he sings this song as much effort as he put in as he puts into it it is kind of Prince by the Numbers at the end of the day it is kind of uninspiring and it is yeah. kind of like a like some sort of commercial to some product that I don't even know <laughs> that I need in fact, yeah, it's like those um, time life ads where there's two people walking on the beach and they're selling, selling yeah. like an 80s yeah. um, CD. Yeah. So I think I think the song on the whole isn't terrible. It's okay. And in the hands of someone like Maxwell or even Anna Mora or, or Misia or, 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 you know, Fados, Portuguese, this song would probably sound great, stripped down, bare, Portuguese, Fado style. It, it might sound brilliant. It just it just doesn't pull it off. Sorry to say. Uh, but what's good about it? 
it's nice and it's organic sounding. Unfortunately, that's why it shouldn't be on this album, and I agree with Player. It's cool mm. to hear Prince play the drums again. That is nice. He still hasn't lost that touch that he always had. He's always kind of... I don't know. There's just something about his drum playing that's interesting to listen to, even when he's not doing much. Uh, and the reverb on the cymbals is really interesting on headphones. He's kind of he flattens it out completely. That the sound, uh, some acoustic guitar flourishes. It's all right. Tojam, what are your thoughts? Um, I still quite like this song. Uh, I kind of disagree with you guys saying that it's it sticks out because it's acoustic. I don't know. I think another electric sort of song might have just been a little bit too much, I think. I think it kind of works pretty well uh, where it is. Uh, it, it's not the greatest song, but I think it it is nice because not every ballad has to be this, you know, future soul song, massive, big ballad. It, it, it is just what it is. It's a walk in the sand. It's a nice, relaxing afternoon kind of song. Um, it does kind of sound like a musicology era song for me uh, with those, those flute sounds that he uses, used back then, that keyboard flute. Uh, the live drums, obviously, and the big, the big chorus, and this kind of. Thing. Uh, my favourite part of the song is when he finally delivers the big walk in, you know, sort of bang, hits you. But then it doesn't come back, and uh, I wish that big chorus would come back again. It doesn't. It only happens once. Um, I also agree that every time I hear it, especially when I'm not listening to it on headphones, but I'm listening to it in the car or in some speakers, the, the lead vocals, it's too low in the mix, and mm. the, the drums are they, they're too present, like. I need to hear more of the vocal. Uh, it's not so bad listening to it in headphones, but anything out of it, uh, otherwise, you need to turn that vocal up. The, mm. the main. Vocal. It's hard to get the lyrics, isn't it, to understand yeah. them? I don't know. I think it's mixed too soft or something. What is it? After a what of e- what is what is the lyric? That first line after a lyrics. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, I know after that's is a great the first word, and that's it. Uh, after a something labor I don't know it's just like it's just like he went to some he's been watching PowerPoint presentations at some conference <laughs> at some <laughs> weird resort out in Outback Australia and he's just had a glass of wine and some cheese and crackers and he's gone back to the hotel <laughs> I don't know it's just it really doesn't invoke anything <laughs> sensual to me awkward <laughs> I can't even envisage I can't even envisage Prince walking on sand. Like, I'd, I'd see, like, his heels sink into the whoa, sand. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, you, exactly, you said heels. Exactly. No, he, he's going to be wearing those jangles. You know what I'm talking With the socks on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> be full of Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. Look no, at the Hawaii book. He's wearing thongs. Yeah, for thongs with socks. Look at the Hawaii book. <laughs> All right. Like, I'll guess. Okay. Well, b- before we go into track number eight... Um, which is C of everything. I just had to yawn. Sorry. That was unrelated, I promise. No, but, but, but really, Tojan mentioned musicology. And funnily enough, I had a note here that I didn't mention, but I'll mention now. Right at the end of Walk and Sand, just before it segues into C of everything, I could swear that those last few notes are like identical to something on musicology to the end bit of a song on musicology and I can't figure out whether it's On the Couch or uh, what's that other song Um, If I Was the Man in Your Life or uh, what, what what do you want me no it's not what do you want me to do it could be Satisfied even off 3121 you might be right Captain but I think it might be On the Couch just like that 
just the way it ends. It sounds like I've heard it before. Okay, track number eight, C of everything. Captain, I won't, I'm not going to do it to you. Don't worry. <laughs> Make yourself comfortable. I'm taking this straight to Toe Jam. Let us know what you think. Um, I think my opinion has dropped a bit since the impressions on this one. Hold on. Didn't you say this was the best song on the album? Oh, Oh, yeah, I'm sure I remember but, you were saying this is like the greatest <laughs> thing on here. You were hey, actually. It's oh, so the lyrics, the lyrics were so honest. It's so Listen deep. He's no, never done something true. like this before. Uh, check the record. I never said it was the best on the album. By far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the lyrics. We frustrated so him, guys. <laughs> no, but having said that, I don't disagree with what I said about the lyrics. I think the lyrics are kind of genuine for print. Uh. It'll, it sounds to me like a slow version of One of Your Tears, which I think is one of his most underrated tracks from The Truth. It sounds like a slow version to that, uh, to me. Um, but yeah, I'll, you know, it, it, I, I still like it, but it doesn't really do anything for me anymore. I've kind of, I'm done with it. Uh, so. Doesn't really do anything for me anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's, sorry, that's terrible. <laughs> I like the, the kind of yeah. I like part. I like the I like the song, but it's not something I'm going to listen to for a while. Probably, uh, I think I've had my I've had my moment with that song. Just be honest with us. You hate it, don't you? No, no. <laughs> Stop like dancing kind of, around it. Your Toe reputation here is at stake here, Toe Jim. No, I like the kind of <laughs> jazzy kind of melody. You know, da, 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 that kind of thing. What? Yeah, I, I think I've listened to this. I listened to it today when you were doing the review, but I don't think I've listened to it since uh, last time we did the impressions, to be honest. So, um, but yeah, so there we go. Impression. <laughs> my, my impression has dipped. <laughs> yep. So, yep. There you go. Uh, okay. Uh, it's dipped, but I like my song. You've said more about your your love for this song in fewer <laughs> words <laughs> than the first time around. Oh, okay. Um, oh, who, who should we go? Captain, I promised I'm not going to do it to you, so I won't. Player, <laughs> see of everything. Uh, look, again, it's not like I don't like this song, but for there me, it's... Thank you, player. It, it, but it's not memorable. For example, if I try to think about this song in my mind, I struggle to recall any of it. There's, there's nothing there that I can remember of the song. But in the moment of listening to it, it's not too bad. Like, I can sit through it, but yeah, it's just... I can't recall it at all. I can't mm. recall any single part of it at all. It's just not memorable. <laughs> I can barely recall the title. Mm. Um, <laughs> That's it. Okay. Uh, yeah, look, I'll join you guys with a pretty vacant review of this song. Uh, there's not much to it. Uh, maybe someone will call us out. I, I doubt it's Captain, but hey, stranger things have <laughs> happened. <laughs> um... <laughs> I mean, this is coming from the guy who likes the, the morning after, so... Oh, best song. Brace yourself, folks. Okay, see of everything. Um, whew, what do I say about this? The, the, the interesting thing about this song is... Well, number one, the sequencing on the album. Is it a, is it a genius move or is it a, is it a snooze fest? I tend to agree with people that say it, it, it's too much, too much of a slow thing, too much of a slow ballad. Um, you know, you're gonna see me in here. I think work far better as as back-to-back ballads than these two do. Uh, I kind of feel like Walking Sand is passable, and this one really, 
not only is it forgettable, but it's kind of... Oh, man, it's not even lukewarm at best, is it? I mean, the only thing that salvages this from uh, from the skip button is the amazing, and I do mean amazing, I, I'm probably surprised a few people by using that word, <laughs> vocal delivery. His vocal performance on this is unbelievable. Like, although I don't like the song, he sings his heart out. Um, it's all very contained and measured, but... Oh, the guy's voice, uh, his falsetto is has not been better in a long time. However, this is where it gets pretty terrible. Princey, princey, princey. <laughs> Did you read your lyrics twice? Did you review them? Did you unpack and then pack your metaphors? I don't think you did. <laughs> Here we go. I read your letter. <laughs> I think you guys know where I'm going with this. Oh, and if yeah, you I don't, this. you better listen to these lyrics again. Yeah, go, go. Read them here have a copy. Now, I don't have them in front of me, but he basically talks about reading a letter and then saying that no one writes better, or at least not that he's heard. <laughs> no, that doesn't make sense. Awkward. <laughs> dun, dun. Not very good. Nonsensical. In fact... It rhymes it, with word. It rhymes with word. <laughs> well, at least we know the rhyming dictionary is oh. working. <laughs> I read your letter. No one writes better. At least not that I've heard. Now... It rhymes with word. He yeah. word. I'm sure he Yeah, does. he does. He, he does. Um, he just says something like that. But the point is that it doesn't make sense. Now, the only thing I can think of is he's thinking to himself okay what I'm trying to say is at least not that I've heard of I haven't heard of anyone who writes letters like that and even then it's a pretty convoluted escape uh, you know escape latch here like I'm not letting him off the hook that easily someone <laughs> someone either either explain this to me or I am forever going to think that that is one of the most wacky lines he's ever put into a song um, is it just me, guys? How do you read a letter, decide that no one writes better out of all the letters you've heard? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? Do you listen? But, like, does he get? Does he download audio books? A little bit too literally, though. But you know what he means, don't you? You can't... Well, no, you can't take it literally. In this case, you can't take it literally. You can't take it metaphorically. You can't take it philosophically. How do you want me to take it? It doesn't make sense. I'm sorry. I've been... Oh, the medication's are you, wearing Are you thin. serious? You really don't get what he means. Are you guys all having me on? You have to be kidding me. You really don't know. I'm, 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 I'm not a particularly clever guy, but... I oh, and you think I am? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Hey, I just, I just found a letter that sounds better. <laughs> See? Yeah, you it sounds it better. Now. Shut up. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> wow. We're going to get oh, wow. <laughs> Track number nine is Everybody Loves Me. Um, are there any... Uh, who was that? Toe Jim? Yep. Lead it off. It wasn't me, but yeah, I'll take it. 
Uh, uh, I love this song. I think it's... <laughs> Yay! That's it. Show's over. <laughs> no, no, no. There is so much... Sorry, guys. We're out of time tonight. And uh, come back next week for uh, discussions about... Um, I don't know. It. Moving furniture. <laughs> there is so much hate for this song on the internet. And I can't see it. It's awesome. It's a cool song. It's, it is. People are taking this song seriously. And I just laugh because anyone who takes this song seriously is still in mind. This is Prince's joke song. It's hilarious. It's um, it's total, you know, kid song. It's total, like, um, you know, the kid off Delirious, off Eddie Murphy's Delirious. You know, na 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 na. It's that kind of thing. It's everybody loves me. You know, it's oh. ice cream. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking. Of. Yeah. Um, I just love, I love it. The, the groove. Uh, I love the the synth and bass towards the end, and the snare drum that comes in, kind of like this New Orleans kind of thing. Um, I love, I even love the digitized voice. It just takes it to that, takes that cheesy level up a bit. Um, I can see this song going off live. I don't know if he played it recently, I'm not sure, but this would just go off if he played this. So, Jim, I have just one question for you. Yeah, bring it on. Have you been attending those assemblies in New York? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Own up. Uh, Spill the beans, brother. <laughs> that was what it, no, what this got to do with What's this got to do with that? Totally different. This is, this is no more candy for you. This is Pretty Man. This is um. Oh, this is Pretty Man. No, this is his. This is his. I'm the best. Ha ha ha. Kind of song. And I wow. love. There's nothing better than those kind of songs. I, I really honestly don't see the why people are hating this track so much. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's not the best thing he's done, obviously, but it's. I really enjoy well, it. You never know. We haven't got the results from our vote yet. Hey, well, I'm on. <laughs> you don't want Toe Jam to rig it, do you? <laughs> number one greatest print song of all time is everybody loves everybody me. Loves me. <laughs> oh, come on, someone's got to back me up here, surely. Captain, well, come on. Is that? <laughs> it's funny how you oh. get a captain first. Captain, yeah. what have you got to say about this? <laughs> yeah, really this is a great song. It's a oh. great, great song. Here we song. go. Jeez. It's got a great intro. I love the whole electro sound of everything, the guitars, the bass, even the you got distortion on the vocals. It's great. And I think in the first impressions I said I didn't like the chorus and the the descending thing, but it's it's growing on me. I'm I'm used to it now. It's got some really cool bass playing. It's just it's classic. It could have had a guitar solo in there. It would have been good. Just a quick one. Yeah, that would have just really taken it over the, over the top and made it one just of the like, all-time classics. Exactly. <laughs> just like Mammal Candy, if you had that little, like, 10-second solo, you could have done with one of them. But anyway, and you got those big, like, timpani, timpani drums as well in this at about 3.30. This would sound amazing live. Imagine how many new fans this would bring in. Exactly. It'd be so good. <laughs> Oh, no. I, I love the... Um, obviously joking. And at 3.42, I love Prince's backing vocal when he's singing... It's just so funny. The threat, yeah, with the chorus, especially towards the end, is this massive, deep voice just like... Yeah. And it's just going up and down all over the place. It's so funny. And after one of them, after one of the lines, he just says, Who? It's really funny. You need to listen to it. It's it's in there. Yeah, it's a great, great song. And Sesame now, Street over, has over never sounded MC better. Player to trash it. <laughs> Kermit the Frog meets Big Bird meets the Wiggles meets 
I don't know. Just oh, the, w- the Wiggles wish they could write a song this good. <laughs> I don't really know what the <laughs> what you're trying to say there, but um, <laughs> wow, this could be a Wiggles song. No, it, look, it's not terrible. Um, I don't hate this song. I don't know how Player feels about it. We'll get to him very shortly because there's not a lot to say from my point of view, but um, it, it's it's just playful. You guys are right in saying that people that take this song seriously are missing the point. I agree with that. You're not supposed to take this song seriously. On the flip side, I don't think it's particularly amazing. It's just a decent closer. No More Candy For You is a far, far stronger song, I think. Um, Although this does have something uh, I think Tojo mentioned, and we might have even mentioned in our first impressions show, those descending keyboards are just brilliant. They make the song for me. Um, They're one of the uh, main elements that really take this out of mediocrity and make it funkier than it has any right to be. <laughs> mm. um, so that's interesting. Uh, look, the, the the bass is nice. The, the harmonies are quite good. The backing vocals are okay. The kind of John Wayne, Barcelona, Rio Bravo, <laughs> Lone Ranger-esque piano... <laughs> piano thingy bajiggy that's in there that is kind of weird um, you could just almost imagine the whores in the back of the club getting ready to pick some pockets and you know what world do you live in MC? I've just had another line what are you talking about look this is a weird track <clears throat> there is one thing that I did spot in this song I don't know if you guys have noticed this and this is the last thing I say before play I will close out this wonderful little ditty the, and it's in the form it'll come in the form of two words dirty mind oh uh, yeah definitely. definitely yeah yeah okay yeah. at th- the 343 mark dirty mind makes its appearance 30 years after its composition the dirty mind synth returns yeah. have another listen to it guys it's in there yeah no definitely I completely forgot about that and it's brilliant. I love hearing that Dirty Mind synth. It's just so weird hearing the Dirty Mind synth in Everybody Loves Me. The biggest irony of this entire album. <laughs> okay, this track you could put on at a kid's party for a game of musical chairs and it wouldn't seem out of place. It's a nice, happy song. That Except has... that no one would ever sit down. Uh, it's a nice happy song that many have compared to No More Candy for You but if I had to make the choice between the two I'd have to say No More Candy is superior Um, it's a good positive message and you can put it on and put you in a good mood after listening to it but I agree with you with that um, piano I I can do without that that ruins it for me that little piano thing but that's it okay track number 10 Lay Down, the last track to close off this album after you've scrolled through I don't know how many other tracks if you're listening to this on CD. It's a frustrating experience. I don't know why he did it. But anyway, what does everyone think oh, of the song? I, I, I read it was something about the $77 that you paid for the, the website. <laughs> I don't know I don't know exactly how it fits, but I, I read no, that no. somewhere. That, no. that ensued. Mm. It's like every 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 track of the 77 tracks is a slap in the face for every dollar you paid or something. I read that somewhere. I thought it was so funny. Yeah, and every track of silence, <laughs> every track of silence represents something you didn't get. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, here's something silence. else you didn't get. Every track of silence is dedicated to the Peach and Black podcast. How about that? <laughs> um, Captain, 
why don't you start off Lay Down, the last track on this album? Lay Down is a great song. It's got a great intro. It's very... It's, it's dark and dirty. And I said this before, and I'll say it again. Looking at Prince's previous attempts to release a current-sounding song... This is definitely one of the hits, not like the many misses he's had before. But of course, with the Prince twist of all, it's got all the funky guitars and everything else on that. But the funniest thing in this song is one of the, the lyrics. Yes, I listened to them. He says, if your girlfriend didn't have the surgery, maybe she could see what I see. Now, I can only figure that he's talking about her toes because she had a boob job. What? <laughs> Am I the only one who gets that? <laughs> yeah, I can sort of see where you. Am I? Am I? Am I the only <laughs> one who got that? I well, think the, you the, might the, be. the lyric always confused me. Like I was thinking, what, what the hell is he talking about? But yeah, maybe that's maybe that's what he's talking. He's about. talking about her toes. Maybe. If your girlfriend didn't have the surgery, maybe she maybe could see what I see. Oh yeah. Which okay. is her toes. I'm sure I, I can't think of any. I thought about. It. I couldn't think of anything else except she had a boob job, and he's talking about her toes. Prince, tell me I'm wrong. Come on, <laughs> put out an official press release. Come tell on the me. show and debate with the <laughs> Peter and Blake podcast guys. <laughs> what does that line mean? Um, what else? At 2:05, there is the backing vocal of uh, a young-sounding girl saying the the purple Yoda line, and she sounds three fine. <laughs> to quote um, I love the rap it's great rap um, it's too funky with the, the, the purple bounce bounce and you need something funky to move to or whatever he's saying it's good stuff but I will bet cash money the unedited track was way longer than three minutes there's no way this was it it's well, got to be at least seven minutes at yeah, least there's no way this should be three minutes no, it should be way long. Hmm. But that's all i got to say. Okay, okay. Toe Jam. Yeah, it's pretty funky. I think my opinion on this one has probably uh, risen a bit from the last time. Uh, pretty damn funky, this track. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the rap. Now, come on, boo. That's just a uh, cheesy <laughs> rhyming attempt again. Oh, I need something that rhymes. Uh, yeah. I like the Purple Yoda thing. That's pretty cool. Uh, but definitely the highlight for me is towards the end with that bass and, the, and all, everything playing that that crazy line that bow, the bow, 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 bow. Yeah. that's cool that, that that makes the song for me and I love I don't know what it is some sort of keyboard effect that's just on the doom, doom, bow, just kind of like shoots you from behind mm -hmm. that's cool whoa yeah but um I don't know every time I turn it the moment I start hearing it I just start hearing you know we will rock you I'm just like oh it's a little bit it's a little bit close to yeah. you know, yeah you remember the first time we heard it me and Toe Jam were in my car, and That's we right. got to yeah. lay down. And the first two seconds, I'm like, "It's We Will Rock You." Yeah, no, just just to clarify, now, we were talking about the track lay down. We weren't actually playing. <laughs> <laughs> there was no mattress in the back seat. <laughs> yeah, it's We Will Rock You. <laughs> yeah, no, but um, pretty damn funky. Okay, play it. Yep, it's the another highlight of the album for me. It's like Prince going into battle and putting his spin on modern R&B music in the lyric called Delivery and killing it musically with the guitar and the fuzz tone on the bass kills me every single time I listen to it. <laughs> it's sonically amazing and it's a great way to close out the album. Um, 
and I really like his definition of a of a hidden track if you can find it. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, there's other artists that put out hidden tracks and you can't find them because they're like track zero or whatever. Mm. And I'd really like to see him do that, but he always, you know, leaves space and then does it as the 80th track or whatever. But yeah, it's still it's very very good. Oh, uh, the okay. old the old hidden track. It just seems so 90s to me. Cliche, like, yeah. Yeah, just hmm. we don't. I need that. Like no one's going to listen to that silence. So <laughs> exactly. Is that is that the joke though? He's trying to do a really current sounding song, but then he puts it as a hidden track, which is a really outdated thing. <laughs> that's that's his that's his sense of humor. Like no one, hardly anyone I know listens to music on CDs now. Once exactly. you get it, you rip it straight on your iPod or whatever device you've got. But mm. you're not going to rip sixty tracks of silence just to have an authentic experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do. But see, you know, we were talking about Maxwell earlier. If you take Maxwell's second album and you put that CD on, unless you press play and then hit the search button backwards and listen yeah. to track zero, if you rip that CD, you'll never find that mm. that song ever. Mm. And that's kind of cool, you know. But if it's there, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. But I, then again, it, it was done what in the mid nineties. Yeah. Well, okay. The only thing I have to say, in addition to what everyone else has said, and I agree with everything, literally, is the um, the, the guitar breakdown. How he just he just kind mm. of ho- holds the strings and he just kind of strums it. I just think that's filthy, in the <laughs> best sense. It's just like, it's just what? Yeah, that's that's like the raw. It's like loading a machine gun. Yeah, like reload. Yeah, I'm I reloaded. <laughs> it's just awesome. <laughs> so, so um, yeah. Wow, what a strong finish. And you guys are right. When you rip this, and then you sequence it on your iPod or whatever your MP3 player, right after Everybody Loves Me, it's a perfect close to this album. And in fact, mm. I still think it would be a perfect opener. Um, yeah, man, this is, this is what like top track. I think I rated it four out of five on my iPod, so that just gives Ooh. you an idea of how much I um how much I like this. It's just too short. It's too funky. Um, so that's it. That rounds out 2010. All right. So let, let's um let's do something slightly different. Let's go around the table, and um, before we go into some very very quick final thoughts, uh, I'll just go around the desk and ask everyone for their best song the number one song of this new release for 2010, 2010, and we're starting with Captain. Oh, it's to be Act of God. Act of God, player. But very close, second Compassion. <laughs> okay, Act very of God close. slash Compassion, player. Uh, lay down. Wow. Toe Jam? Uh, I'm still sticking with the glue. <laughs> all right, all right. And I'm ending with Beginning Endlessly by a far margin. Uh, so four different tracks from the peach and black panel. Um, the closing closing thoughts, closing remarks. Uh, another year, another album. Any uh, <laughs> <laughs> anything else to say? Well, it's nice to get an album this year because I mm. um, I didn't think we'd get one after getting two last year, three if you count Alexa. Mm. So it's great that he's still churning them out. We love it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great work. I mean. A lot of people saying best since this, best since that. I just think it's a really solid release um, for the most part. 
uh, it does kind of drag three quarters of the way through um, yeah. with those two ballads. I just think they're really... It's, it's kind of like a dip. Up until then, it was relatively solid all the way through. Uh, definitely one of the best openings to a Prince album I can remember in a very long time. I mean, Compassion, Beginning Endlessly, Future Soul Song, just hit, hit, hit. Where, when's the tour coming? When's, you know, I, f- I, feel, I fear that we're not going to hear these songs live. And if we do, it'll be the odd song here or there. It's kind of like, it's disappointing. Scores, scores, scores. All right, let's go back around the table again out of 10. Oh, I've got to think about this one. Okay, we'll start with player then. Okay, if I was going to give this CD a score out of 10 based mm-hmm. on one point for each track, I'd give it a 5, but I'm going to give this CD an 8 out of 10 because as a whole, it's pretty eight. consistent. Did you say 8? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay, Siv. Toe Jam. Oh, man. 8 sounds too high. 7 sounds too small. So I think I'm going to go seven and a half uh, but that's a very positive seven and a half I think I think it's a very consistent yep. album I don't know if it's quite as good as Lotus Flower it's definitely better than Minneapolis Sound uh, very consistent though which is good um, probably five or six very strong tracks uh, so yeah seven and a half for me I think Captain you still thinking I'm gonna say eight hmm I was thinking 8.5, but then I was trying to think what I did for, like, Planet Earth and 3121, and I think this album is better than those two. But I don't remember what I gave them. So I'll I'll go for 8. That's a pretty high score. Uh, Yeah, but, like, Toe Jam, I think 7's too low. (laughs) Really? Um, And I I think it's better than that. It is a really strong album. It's it's got its downfalls. It's got the, the dip with the ballads, which was just, like that other album you know it had it was just a big hole in the middle of the album what album mm. was that mm. this, this uh, isn't that bad <laughs> this isn't that bad but yeah I'll, I'll say eight okay well I look I, I'll use player system of, of um, a point uh, for a song which is really not not a great method of scoring something but I'll just do it on the fly and I'll deduct a point for Walk in Sand I'll deduct a point for Sea of Everything I know that sounds harsh but again and you'll, sounds... you'll say beginning endlessly beginning endlessly is worth seven points <laughs> exactly <laughs> um, so I reckon oh god on the spot I'll give it a um, a seven yeah. Yeah, I'll give it a seven. Look, if, if I was in a worse mood, I'd probably give it a six and a half, but I'll give it a seven, a solid seven, because it is consistent. Um, it's a solid. Yeah. It's quite good. I mean, look, I think Beginning Endlessly is one of the best songs he's done in the last 10 years. Wow. I think Future Soul Song is one of the best songs he's done in, in the last 10 years, along with Boom, um, Colonized Mind, 3121, Fury. Uh, dance for me and a, a couple of others I think beginning endlessly future soul song are right up there man there's a they should be classics and but they're not going to become classics unless more people hear them and unless he tours with these songs live he's got to do it uh, well he doesn't have to do anything he can do whatever he wants he can get paid three million dollars <laughs> a show if that's what he wants to do but it'll be great to hear these songs so thank you everyone for listening it's been another extraordinarily long show even though we wanted to keep it uh, keep it brief um, <laughs> don't forget to vote in our poll yeah and enter our competition 
Yep. And uh, again, thanks for listening. Does the competition have a name? It's called the Peach and Black Around the World competition. Around the world. Uh Yeah. Kind of like around the world in a day. Uh (laughs) A day wouldn't be enough, would it? No. So it's just Peach and Black (laughs) Around the World. So if you feel like getting on top of the Eiffel Tower and putting up a big With a big flag, sign. flag. yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about a, a nudie run through Paisley Park? That is- <laughs> <laughs> with body paint, with Peach and Black podcast written on it. <laughs> uh, yeah. It depends who would as to whether I'd want to see those photos or not. Yeah, send those pictures to Captain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where do they send it to? Uh, we will put all those details up soon. Okay, on peachandblack.proboards.com. Yes. Look out. And we'll give you until... We'll close this off on the 15th of November. So you've got some time, oh, think yeah. about it, put some thought into it, send us your photos or your video. Yeah, or video. Okay, yeah. shout-outs. Any, any shout-outs, anyone? A quick shout-out to uh, Chris Johnson, Pezzy Park Radio, out there in cyberspace. Great job. Uh, yeah, they're doing their thing. Uh, who else? Who else? Uh, the Dawn Experience, thanks for promoting us, um, updating all our episodes. A big shout-out to iTunes for hosting the Agent Black podcast on there. What about... Um, I'm sure they're listening. No Quake. Prince.org. All the usual suspects. What was that, Toji? Down in a hole on the forums. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those forums right. alive. Good job. Yep. Yeah. Doing a great Keep job the there. dream alive. Shelby. Freedom and, Train. Uh, well, Freedom Train, Michael Dean, Shout out to you guys. The Ernest Experience. Oh yeah, Ernest. Um, to the person who invented podcasts, I suppose. <laughs> because without you, we wouldn't be here. 